Hello? Hello? Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Hey, this is Joshua. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon. Hey, this is Dave. And this is Adam, also known on Instagram as I Blame the Movies. And you are now tuned in to PVD Horror. And you are now tuned in to PVD Horror. Hey, this is Brandon from Death Drop Gorgeous and uh, Monster Makeup LLC. And you are listening to PVD Horror. Nice. About time we got that right. Yeah, man. So thanks for coming on, Adam. We all know you're a big fan of Scream, you know. And over the years, before when we first started off, you, you were going by the name um, Scares and Terrors. Yes. So we actually had footage of everything together. Like we, you were the first person we ever recorded with, you know. <laughs> so now you're going by the name I Blame the Movies. And it was yes. Scares and Terrors. Can you tell us why you changed the name? Uh, sure. Um, so I was uh, going through a little bit of uh, some stuff in life and everything and just kind of like exploring different things. And, you know, I was just sort of not ignoring other genres that I am in love with and everything. Uh, I just was not giving them as much light as I wanted to. And as a cinephile, I just really wanted to talk about all sorts of movies. Uh, it didn't have to necessarily be horror. I just wanted to talk about the things that I love most in life. And it's just all genres across the board. But the name that I came up with was actually from Scream 2, from Mickey's little, I'm going to blame the movies because, um, you, you know, there, there's a lot of crappy things in the world. There's a lot of darkness and everything. And uh, usually a, a great escape for me is the movies. So a lot of happiness that brings into my life is because of the movies so that's why. nice so now for all our listeners today we're going to be talking about probably one of the best franchises ever and this is scream so we're all fans of scream and today we had jo- had adam join us because uh over the years just being a follower on our instagram page i think he's probably the biggest scream fan that we see uh, that comes on our timeline man what do you guys think yeah <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off the conversation because with the guy that started this all, we're going to talk about Wes Craven and we're going to talk about some of his films, some of his greatest films and accomplishments and everything like that. So with you being the guest, Adam, go ahead. I want to hear what you got to say about Wes. Where's he going? Where'd he go? <laughs> Where'd he go? This guy. <laughs> The cat was stuck in the library. I had to get her out. <laughs> uh, same story. Mm. She starts doing the tail wagon. She starts spraying all my books. I can't oh, be good. Josh, what are you doing, man? He's got to give us a headache when we have to edit. Well, this, guess what? This is a regular episode, so we don't have to edit shit. Like this, this, <laughs> Josh, we're going to fucking get it, just like any other episode. He enjoys it, though, so. Yeah, fucking clown. Ruthless, man. So, anyways, yes. Adam. <laughs> so we were we were just talking about Wes Craven and you know, kind of our thoughts about you know this film franchise and stuff. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he's one of the greatest masters of horror. Um, he definitely helped bring the light and the vision of terror back on screens with scream. Um, he's, I mean, definitely from his earlier works, uh, I, I there's definitely works of his actually only one movie that like, I cannot really watch that much. I'm not a huge fan of uh, is Last House on the Left, and I wasn't a huge fan because uh, <laughs> that's yeah. uh, we've it's we've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, we, we've talked about that before in that kind of whole <laughs> subgenre of those like women getting attacked uh, movies. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, I, I remember we were. I think we were talking more like I spit on your grave at the time, but Last House on the Left is like right up there as far as uncomfortable <laughs> movies like that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like the even in the, uh, you, you know, the the topic and the, you know, the whole storyline behind that is obviously disturbing. But it, just the I, I mean, I, I get that it's his first film and like, you know, he's just kind of starting out and everything. It's, but you know, the the actors that they got and, you know, where they got the actors kind of from is <laughs> kind of <laughs> it's just it's obvious. Yeah. So it kind of just makes it like, ugh, all right, what's the next one? Come on, whatever. Come on. So, but yeah, uh, I, you know, he's, he's definitely put his name in horror very strongly. And this is definitely, uh, I will definitely say this is his greatest work is one through four in the screen franchise. So let me ask you a question. Why do you personally connect with the screen franchise over like, let's say his nightmare on Elm street franchise? Um, so screen, like I, I scream was definitely not, uh, one of like the first genre, or first franchise I ever watched. Um, I mean, actually, Nightmare. I remember watching with my sister like back back in the day and everything. Because uh, our parents were pretty cool, man. They were like, you know, this all, all this stuff's fake. You don't have to be scared. So they they got that in our heads a lot. So we we grew up watching a lot of that stuff. And um, you, you know, Fr Freddy's a fun character. He's brutal, and his one liners are obviously like iconic. Um, I just personally, you, you know, there, there's there's definitely films within the in, in that franchise that maybe like I could watch if like I'm having a fun drinking game or like it, it, there's just not as many that I enjoy as much. Um, and I, I'm just so biased with Scream, man. Like, I, I think it's just it, to me, it's the greatest franchise. I think it dives into a lot of the the meta that we've grown to love and mm -hmm. it grow it just it, and it was just like watching people like us loving movies in a movie and especially like horror and stuff it was just such a it, it's it, it's such a fun watch and you know yeah I, just, I love it man I, I love that there's like I mean obviously there's not you know so many are ghost face in the real world that we know of I hope not uh, going around and stuff, but it, it's just cool to watch things like that and just feel like, you know, that could, you know, that could be us, man. Like that could be us just like mm -hmm. sitting by the water fountain talking about, you know, liver in the mailbox or something. But that's the thing with West though, you know, they what um Ghostface is based off a real character, you know? Well yes. And so yeah, yeah. no, yeah. But and then also um like people under the stairs, like it's all events that really happen and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I think that's what Wes would always like to focus on. So it sucks. Hopefully we won't have anyone like Ghostface again going around in these times, but it's it's good to watch on screen. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget, guys, okay? Wes Craven, 
Didn't he do a Goo Goo Dolls video? Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> didn't he do a Goo Goo Dolls video? I'm pretty sure. I, I didn't Wait, did he do the Goo Goo Dolls video for Freddy's Dead? Because they did so. a song on the soundtrack of Freddy's Dead. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not a, a, like, I don't fucking like the Google Dolls. I wouldn't really know, but I had heard that he uh, made a video with them. So, rumors, Josh. Yeah. Thought yeah, it again. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Josh, what's your favorite uh, Wes Craven film? Oh, Swamp Thing. Nah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no yeah. Well Wouldn't all. have been surprised. That didn't shock me whatsoever. I was like, oh, Josh picks yeah, yeah, like, obscure, yeah. obscure Wes Craven film. Not not shocking whatsoever. Yeah, but, but Swamp Thing, uh, the comic book was uh, really in-depth and went fucking crazy. And then the movie... Wes was... Craven wrote Swamp Thing, the comic book? No. no. So why are you adapted. talking about it? Because I wanted it to be adapted from the comic. Like, <laughs> gotcha. Word for word. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know what? Nightmare was good. Uh, what else did he do? The Hills Have Eyes was good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. What was that I Mars movie with Ice Cube and Bam Greer? Uh, Ghost of um, Ghost of Mars. Mars. Oh, Ghost of Mars. Yeah, that sounds like a movie Josh would have liked. Uh, I did <laughs> like that. It was basically heavy metal. I thought it was like a rock <laughs> movie. Though the first time I saw it, I was wicked fucked up, and it was just like. Uh, I'm tripping balls, and here's Ice Cube running through the fucking red planet, blowing people away. Uh, yeah, Adam, heavy metal playing in the background. That's <laughs> fucking and fun, like, man, yeah. like ah, I loved it. I love Adam it. instantly regrets coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? is it up time? All right, let's go. I got, <laughs> I got, I got some appointments. Right. Um, yes, your favorite film. Uh, well. Obviously, the Nightmare franchise. Um, huge Freddy Krueger fan. Um, yeah, so I mean, part three was always my favorite, but mm-hmm. like, kind of like what we always talk about with um, with the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. As I've gotten older, though, I got more appreciation for other ones in the in the franchise. So, like, part two started to grow on me a lot. Um, I now have like this affiliate, like a. Um, I look at like part four differently. I really appreciate part four. It was silly. Mm-hmm. Um, funny and then five was actually that was like my second favorite growing up too because that was like one of the first ones i saw um aside from the original and yeah yeah so i mean i love the nightmare and elm street franchise that's always that'll always be my heart nice all right Uh, so we know that ghostface is known for his iconic mask and everything like that so but let's talk about the person like the voice behind ghostface Roger Jackson, you know, we've able to meet him a few times at uh, Monster Mania and just hear that voice up close. You know, I just think that it was a it's like it's a cool moment. Um, Dave, you met him before, right? No, I, I never I've seen him. He's been at the conventions, but I haven't yeah. gone up to to meet him. Yeah, like just sitting there when he was sitting there doing like voices for yeah. people with cell phones and shit and just like, hello, Sydney. I'm going to I think me, kill you. I think me and you were at one and we were watching him do that to people. Yeah. Else, yeah. Now you you never met him, right, Josh? No, no. Right. And said Adam, you said he's coming down to the convention soon. He, uh, yeah, he's um, he's coming. Well, I know he's going to Monster Mania, and mm-hmm. I thought I read he was coming to Steel City Con here in Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. With because uh, like Robert England's coming with Heather and 
Oh, hey, uh, well, and Hayden Hayden Penitary. Okay. Oh yeah. How you say it? Yeah. But that's 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 kind of like all right. And John Bernthal, if he doesn't cancel, John Bernthal usually cancels his events. But uh, but no, I'm I'm bringing my Scream Four stuff for Hayden to yeah, cool. Sign, so. <laughs> that's cool. Now, Go ahead, Brandon. Were you? I know the the Scream cast has been going crazy over the um all the all the cons coming to town and stuff like that were you able to meet anyone like your favorite actors from the films uh so the i mean my absolute favorite meeting was uh matthew like that he is i i think that's one of the kindest humans i've ever gotten to interact with like he uh like the person before us was like uh somebody in a wheelchair and like he like signed all their stuff and everything and then he just like wheeled them out nicely into the like he was just he's like one of the funniest people and like he just he's very fun to interact with and everything um i mean obviously meeting dev was like one of the uh, yeah no that was a dream come true because she is as beautiful as ever so Mm yeah i was i was just I was going to, well, yeah, we got to, to meet Nev and that was cool. Um, they had like a, a limit on how many people could go up and take a photo with her, unfortunately, which, yeah, which sucked. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, she was, she was quiet, but like super nice to us. And I, mm-hmm. I know that was a really cool experience. I was going to ask when we were, um, talking about, uh, Roger Jackson, as far as like famous voices go in horror, um, can you guys who do you guys think is like one of the most iconic voices like obviously hello sydney is like a line that you you hear that and you you know immediately right. it's it's mm-hmm. scream there's only like a handful of other people i can really say like if i hear their voice i think of the specific movie or franchise that they are right. aligned to and i think like chucky is another one right yeah. like you hear chucky's yep. voice no ain't going chucky yeah. over there yeah. Come on. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, definitely Chucky and even Freddie. You know, Freddie. Yeah. He always had that those comedy lines that'll come through, mm-hmm. hit yeah. the right way. You know, I, I was kind of thinking about the parallels between Ghostface and uh, Freddie a little bit, mm-hmm. and like, so there's um, I think one thing, and I wonder if this is kind of a, a Wes Craven thing or if this is just coincidental. But there's like the human element to both of them. So like, obviously Freddie's in dreams, but he's also like a, a person. And like you see him like chase people, and I think of like I can almost picture him like chasing someone up the stairs the same way you see Ghostface chase someone up the stairs in yeah. every single movie too. Um, so there are parallels to his characters, and then like the iconic voice, and you know a little bit of like taglines. Obviously, Ghostface isn't like all taglines, but you know he's got his specific lines that he says that people will right. respond and stuff. So I think there is like these parallels to those movies. You know, it's like just for a different generation almost. Yeah. Uh, Scream broke the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a is that a full thought? Yeah. What's going on over there? Fourth wall. Are you reading something? (laughs) (laughs) What is it? I was in the zone there. Yeah. Uh, It broke the fourth wall. (laughs) I'm thinking of like 4D. What is that one? It's like when things get sprayed at you when you're at like a movie theater. Uh, What are you talking about? Fourth wall. Uh, you know what? It was like the characters were aware that they were. Oh, the character. meta part. Yeah. yeah meta. Oh, they call it meta. That's a thing. Meta. Mm-hmm. I, I but it, not mumblecore. Not mumblecore, Dave. It was meta. <laughs> not mumblecore. Right. Not mumblecore. 
No, Mumblecore is a different thing. Adam, are you aware of Mumblecore? Uh, it sounds like, is it like the pig squealing stuff in rock that you can't understand? No. Okay, oh, I'm yeah, guessing pretty, not. Pretty so much. no, I don't. It's, it's oh, a okay. sub-genre sub of film. I'll, I'll send you some films. Oh, what? Oh, shit. I feel like an <laughs> idiot now. I'll send you some films. You can check out and we'll see what you yeah, think. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what that was either. And uh, I didn't know meta was a thing either. I thought it was the fourth wall. Either. Like, <laughs> what's Arnold? up with you in the like weird pronunciation? Yeah, Arnold. Get down. <laughs> either. Google doll. <laughs> Turbo man. <laughs> All right. See? Just, see, this is what happens, Adam. Every episode normal episode interviews we kind of leave him alone shit. a little bit but when it comes to like regular yeah. episodes he, he gets it he gets it but uh, uh one person we interviewed i said library and you guys were like oh it's not a berry i forget who it was <laughs> diane franklin was like all embarrassed in front of us it's diane Somebody. franklin too and you were like trying to you were trying to sound cool in front of her <laughs> i was she's hot ruined it fucking right. see what so, don't Adam, you shouldn't even be friends with these two guys because they're just gonna fuck you. You'll be on the yeah. podcast and say something cool, and they'll be like, "Oh, do, 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 do. that's not <laughs> true, Josh." We respect him. We respect him. Jeez. Oh, oh man. man! Right here, Dave. Right I'm just, here. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. All right, let's get back to the movie. <laughs> All right. So the way that they kick off each film. <laughs> is the main focus point in this franchise. I want to hear how you guys would rank all the opening scenes for, from all the films. Let's see. So let's start off with Adam. Oh, that's hard, man. Uh, um, and I want to know why. Oh, damn. <laughs> 500, <laughs> words. 500 words or more. <laughs> let's uh, go, Adam. So I'm actually... So I... I you, you want me to start like least or, or yeah, I do do least. Yeah. My least favorite. Um, I'd actually probably say the cotton weird one. I still love it. Mm -hmm. But like it's, it doesn't, I, I don't think they rank up as much as the other uh, openings and everything. Um, it was still like kind of, it was, it was cool to see him come back and everything. And he had the hundred percent cotton thing. Like it was, it was awesome. And mm. the whole like Hollywood setting, but uh, yeah, I would probably rank that a little bit lower. Uh, I'd say scream four would come at number three. Cause I love the multiple stab stuff. Like it was just funny as shit. And it was just, Oh, I love that. Um, and uh, actually number the first scream, I would actually rank at number two. Oh, what? Uh, it's what? easy, easy, buddy. Hey. <laughs> easy, buddy. I, look, man, I rank them all at number one. Like, this whole, uh, you guys know I'm obsessed with this shit, but yeah. there's something about the, there's something about number two that I love to death. Just the whole, I mean, uh, you know, the very lucky guess of where his ear was in the freaking stall. Like, uh. I don't I'm pretty sure I thought that would have killed him. And like, I mean, eventually did, but uh, I just loved um, the, I, I don't know. I, I loved the beginning talk with him and Jada and everything, even though I'm not huge on her as a person nowadays. So it kind of is a <laughs> kind of fun seeing her kind of get gutted in a the theater. So 
Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was just cool because like it was just it was such a fun environment. Look, because I mean, obviously, we'll never be able to do that in a movie theater nowadays. Like, yeah. you're never gonna have a gathering of fucking masks ghost mm-hmm. face just enjoying it yeah. and acting like idiots and shit because that that was like almost a dream to have but obviously we can't have that so i love reliving that moment and everything and i thought you know the whole sequence was shot well and just the whole running her running and him stabbing her i just yeah i, I think that's one of the greatest even in horror history mm-hmm. i think that's one of the greatest opening scenes in horror when uh, uh so, I think I'd... before you start uh adam the next scream uh we should all go with ghost face mask, you have to wear a mask into the theater anyway. So we should just do it. Pretty sure they'll kick you out. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going no, like, I like I'm going in a robe and I'm going to wear the screen mask for pictures outside with the group I'm going with and shit. But obviously I have to take it off, but oh no, I'll be in my robe, man. That's awesome. Um, I, so I posted a picture, uh, cause I recently was in California and I went to the real, I went by the Rialto theater. Um, and yeah, then somebody had, awesome. yeah, it was, it was really cool, but somebody had posted that, um, I guess, was it the 20th anniversary of scream? They did it at the other theater that they did the, uh, the inside filming and they had mm-hmm. shown the movie there. So they were actually like watched like that scene in the theater. And I was like, that must've been so freaking cool. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if they dressed up. Cause I, I mean, that was obviously pre COVID when that happened. Yeah. So that would have been wild if everybody was dressed up as Ghostface, watching everybody dressed up as Ghostface. I was just <laughs> unafraid to get stabbed, but. All right. So Dave, you want to take a shot at this yeah. next? I want to know how you rank. No. My listing isn't going to be too much different than Adams. Yep. Uh, I will say, I, 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 so when it, before I heard your rationale, I think your rationale, I, I'm going to go with what I was thinking before. So I was thinking actually part um, four would, no, yeah, part four would have probably been my, my least part three, almost actually probably in, in order. Um, mm. I liked the cotton uh, one more than part four. I felt like I had seen that part four one done in a different franchise. Did they do that with the ring or something where they had like a, a movie inside of a movie or something? Or am I totally imagining that? Yeah, it was something else. It was something else. I definitely touched on the first because yeah, was, so I, the first to do it. And I recently rewatched part four and it reminded me of the scene. And when I saw it, I was like, I feel like this was in something else. Um, and I want to say it was the ring, but I could be told one of the ring sequels, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do love that first one. Um, yeah. The very like, I remember watching it um, when I was in high school, and I was super high out of my mind, and it scared the living crap out of me. And um, <laughs> it was just so awesome. And that was just like one of those scenes that like forever will stay with me. You're right though. That I mean, part two scene is also awesome and iconic. Uh, but for me, that part one was just yeah. a special place in my heart. Josh, what do you think? Uh, you know what? chronological order for me uh number one it's so iconic like Mm -hmm. even when i watched it the first time i saw it it was so different um it was kind of like uh uh what is it the uh uh the caller uh i can't remember the name when a stranger calls yeah yeah but the original one where she was in the house she had that old school phone um so that's what it reminded me of and i was like oh but then he he like 
killed her and the parents coming home and it was uh i was like geez like completely different than anything else you had seen so naturally in the second one you have to try to outdo that and i thought the movie theater was really cool um and it i've been in situations where like people are gathered and something's happening and they're so in the moment they don't even notice you know so uh that's that really happens uh and i've seen it happen unfortunately so that uh, it's, it, it's almost like too too real for me but uh i was like oh it's it's really cool to see it in a movie um part three uh didn't really do it for me like i did not like part three so that would be the third and then part four i couldn't even <laughs> watch <laughs> part three was so terrible i gave up uh, um can I, before Brandon, before you answer, I just wanted to also point out something that Josh just made me think of. I think one of the other reasons why part one was so effective is Drew Barrymore was obviously very like popular uh, at the time. And it was like, they just killed Drew Barrymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the first yeah, scene, it was quick. It was yep. quick. Yep. So and it was like I the same that was another thing. Yeah. And it was like the same thing with Jada, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you would think that she would be in the movie longer. They're like, ah, oh, let's yeah. see. They're not gonna do the same thing to her. They're gonna keep yep. her in a little bit longer. And then it was just like, nah, yeah, she's dead. You know, <laughs> and Omar and Omar Epps, I'm assuming too. I mean, I don't remember exactly what else they were both in at that exact time, but yeah, those are a... very big, like noticeable people. Yeah, yeah. So it was like at the same time, it was like, oh, are they gonna do something different where they don't kill the black people first? Uh, and they, they did. First. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna kill him in a the movie theater this time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for me, I think the worst one was Scream Three. To me, that whole scene—it seemed like a deleted scene. Like it didn't need to. It didn't have to be in that film. Like you know what I mean? I don't know why they started it off that way. And um, to me, Cotton Weary, I think he should have been dead in the second film. Like, so to me, it was just like, why is he in this third movie right now? And so it just kind of like added on to a point where I didn't care. And then um, the the voice changer. I didn't like it how they played with the voice and he was able to use Cotton's voice and kind of trick. It, I was it just, didn't make any sense. It, I didn't like that. So we'll, we'll touch on that later. But then I had to go to Scream 4 because... Um, there's too many actresses and I didn't like at first when I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, that, that was corny. But then like, as I rewatched that film again and put it together and I actually finished film, um, Scream 4, I was like, all right, that, that was a good film. So I, I give that opening scene, I give it, I'm like, all right, whatever. They fucked up on that, but the movie was good. And then I go to Scream 2, same points you guys touched on. And then Scream 1, it's a classic, you know what I mean? It's probably one of the best horror film opening scenes ever. You know, so you can't take anything away from that. So you guys had some good choices on that. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, no problem. No problem, David. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the history of the killers of the franchise and how they connected to Sydney in each film. So you want to start off with uh, Scream 1, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we got Scream 1. We got... Billy Loomis, the boyfriend of Sidney Prescott, of course, and his sidekick, uh, Stu Mocker. Uh, yeah, that was them. That, that was them. them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't. It, it, I wasn't sure what you meant by history. 
So I'm talking about yeah. all the franchises. So we're going to talk about each film. So the history of everything going back, like how, how it kind of adds into yeah. how each character has a relationship with Sydney. Like the history that they have with her. No? Maybe we could provide an example. Yeah, man, <laughs> I, 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 I apologize, man. I'm... Are you are you okay? <laughs> we must have... uh, yeah, I think I, I yeah, my bad. Dude. I think it's just brain farted right there. Uh, no, you're good. So so as we know, watching the franchise, that each killer has history with Sydney. It has a backstory. They're all connected to her in somehow, some shape, some form. So I want to know, like, with Stu and Billy, what would would you think about those two killers and? How they how everything added up with like Sydney's mother and everything like that is that is that better? Oh, okay, man. Okay, okay. I apologize. <laughs> oh, <you're good. laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the um, when it came down to uh, when it came down to like the motives and everything. Uh, I mean, obviously, a bit like the whole line where I, I mean, Stu thought it was basically one thing, and then you know, Billy pulls this, you know your slut mother was fucking my, like, and you, yeah. you just see the camera panda, uh, stew and everything. And it's just this shocked look and everything. It's, uh, it, it's so, it's so amazing how, how they do that end scene with, um, with Billy Stu and, uh, Sydney and everything. So yeah, their, their motives, uh, especially Billy. I mean, he was ruthless in his thing and, and I mean, like Stu was just basically, you know, peer pressure. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, 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 uh, the whole thing with the mother and everything. And I mean, obviously going towards like, you know, scream three, when you find out even more of history and everything, yeah. it's, I, and that, and that's what I kind of love about it. Uh, that it ties in, I think pretty well. Um, cause I mean, you think one thing and then when you get into scream three, um, you find out a lot more about even the history of Billy's dad and it just dives into a lot more of a sinister way. So then you think back to Billy and everything, you're like, Holy shit, man. Like he went through a lot of shit. I mean, not trying to say he should be doing what he did, but I mean, like a lot of that shit fucked Billy up and you know, there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. So So let me ask you guys a question. When you guys are watching the film, did any of you guys have an idea the first time you watched it of who the killer was before the reveal? No. No. No, because I, I, like, I, I was young. So it was what, 97. I didn't see it in the theater. You seen it in the theater. I seen it like the first day it came out at Blockbuster. So um, I was young at that time. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you wouldn't get those points of where they were going in the direction until like the film was over right. like, holy shit yeah so yeah no i i mean i definitely did not see that coming i remember um being totally surprised and again that was one of the the great feelings of that 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 movie was able to provide was like that suspense and like i really want to know who this is yeah there was just so many elements the first time you watch it like this is one of those movies there's like only a few that i can really think of that i really really wish i could go back and relive that first viewing mm-hmm. um it's like the first time you watch like one of the m night Shyamalan movies or something like that and like you know like, right like head, Josh. Oh, <laughs> six cents yeah, before yeah. like you find out everybody's dead it's like wow um <laughs> you, kind of figured, you kind of figured the the end of that one scream Josh, was different. you did not 
and then there was two killers. So that was different. I, yeah. I got a, not a big Hollywood guy. I don't like a lot of Hollywood movies, but this one, uh, this one sticks out. And, and how'd you get the nickname Joshua Hollywood Dolan then? Oh, uh, the sunglasses. Hello. <laughs> yeah, he had a comeback for you too. Oh, nice. Hello. He was ready. Have you been looking at me in the sun? I got those shades, dude. I got the blank. All right. So, yeah. the, uh, do, what about the second one? Did you know who the killer was in the second one? No, I had no yeah, idea no. like where that was coming that from. That came out of freaking nowhere. Because it's like yeah, you had the school the setting. Second Having then, the second second killer come out after the first killer was even weirder, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So and it was and it and it was definitely left field because it's like, all right, they're all in school, so it was like, all right, so it's gonna be someone that they go to school with, and then it was just like his mom, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck is she doing here?" <laughs> Where'd you come no, from? Actually, I so I watched this not that long ago, but I I already forgot what was the motive in that one of the two killers. Remind me again. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I know Mickey's was like the way he explained it was like he just uh, he really wanted to like a theatrical yeah. kind of fame, and you know he wanted to do it all for the trial and everything. And then, I mean, the only like thing that he kind of like says out loud from my memory is like you know he you know college is expensive or some shit, and then you know they met on some weird website, which I don't I don't. I never understood like where you go to meet like psychos and shit. Like he's yeah. like, yeah, we, I, I, they never really explain necessarily how they meet. It's just some weird website or somehow. And, um, ah, Billy's mom. I mean, oh yeah. Cause he, she, uh, she killed Billy. So. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's why to me, it was just like, why, why is she here? And so, I mean, I, we, we knew her from Roseanne and here she is in scream too. I know. <laughs> Tell you what, she looked crazy though, right? Dead. Hey, dude, she did well in Scream too. I thought. Yeah, yeah. she. Because uh, then bad. you like rewatch it. Like, there's like after you watch even like the first one and everything. Like even when they're at that uh that fountain scene and everything, and they're just like uh you know nobody said you killed her, and he's like thanks, buddy, and you just see Billy give this most evil fucking look, and you're like, oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's probably a fucking killer. Like, like mm-hmm. there's. There's yeah. little things afterwards, and then even in like the second one, where I, I don't know if it's like the certain dialogue where she's like talking with Gail, and she's like, "Oh, I got to meet a deadline," and like there's little like things and words that she says, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, that's that's kind of funny." Yeah. Like they kind of put little things in there to, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and then it's like even go- and then going back and watching the film again, and you're like, "All right, now who was the killer at this scene? Who killed this person?" Like you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, even with the first one, because I had heard something about, like, when Billy came through Nev's window and then he she, he turned the music up, that's when um, Stu was kidnapping the father, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like when you li- when you listen to certain things and people taking notes on certain shit, it's kind of cool to see, like, the yeah. back side of her things. I was just thinking about Sydney's dad all tied up. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way or a bad way? What do you? What? what, what like, <laughs> yeah. Where's that like, going, buddy? That he just like I don't know. He, he's just such a useless character in that first film. He was totally useless, and then he's just he's just tied up. The one time he shows up, he's I don't know. I felt bad for that dude. I was like, that's the worst. And he just busts through the wall like Hulk Hogan. Just 
<laughs> yeah, like with his hands. Like, like you couldn't just like go through the door. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta fucking fix that shit. Like, it's your. Oh wait, no, it's not just Alice. I'm sorry, but yeah, you you caused that wreckage, man. Like, <laughs> I, I always like got a kick out of that though, because it was like such a like I don't know. I he served a purpose, but he like they could have done the whole thing without him even actually ever showing up. I don't know. It is that was, was the main playing. thing though. They they were trying to force it to make it seem like it was yeah, him to make the whole he was time, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> Perfilous characters. Yeah. Wow, they, right. well, they put him in there so he could make his big comeback in That's Scream right. 3. Come, by comeback, he just had an appearance in Scream 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a big, uh, his big moment. He got, did he get murdered? No. Nobody killed that dude? No, he's still alive. Ah, uh, hopefully yeah, in part five. There's another yeah, one. He, like, there's another yeah, they, like he showed up in three and then he was like, Oh, you still in hiding? Oh, okay, cool. And then like you never see him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually now that I think about it, he doesn't come back he, after he's that. Not, he's not in four or anything. Like he they're just like he has out. he has one of the most impactful lines though. I freaking love that line. He goes, You don't even uh you have a job where people don't even know your name. It's like you don't even exist. And then I was like, Whoa, that's freaking deep right now. <laughs> Whoa! Heavy line. That's deep. Heavy line. So we know who the killer is in the next one. It's her dad. It's her dad. Right? You're always putting me through this shit. (laughs) They blame. They blame me in the first one. Now I got tied up. I I got tied up. Nobody fucking untied me, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Did it, man? Like as soon as you came through that wall, they just took the tape off, and he's just like. Oh, thank you for letting me breathe. Like, okay, you said here, yeah. we'll deal with some other stuff. Right Is anyone going to say so. sorry? Like my Is wife that... did what? My wife was fucking who? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> What'd that kid say? Holy shit. I think we just predicted the next movie. This is amazing. I think this is Scream yeah. 5. Yeah. Uh, best best, best note taking uh, that I ever heard was in the first one where she's like, uh, somebody said, well, what what if they make a movie of your life? And she was like, "Ah, oh, knowing my luck, Tori Spelling would play me." And then in the yes. second one, Tori Spelling it's, played her. Stabbed. That was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I wish that she got killed. Yeah. I was hoping. I was hoping. Rebecca Gayhart was in the second one too. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember in the in the nineties, uh, man. The the beast. Urban beast. Legends. Yeah. Uh, she was. Oh yeah, nine, that's right. Yeah. Before that, man. The Noxzema girl was the I know. shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know if you remember. You ready remember. to talk about Scream 3? Josh's favorite killer? Uh, no. Roman? No. I don't want to talk about Scream 3. Hey, Scream <laughs> That's 2. That's your favorite movie. Selma Blair was in Scream 2, right? <laughs> she was on was Scream 3. With Sarah Michelle Geller. How about sure, that? Yeah. No one knows. But Scream Three had favorite was Kristen Bell. Was that who was in the first scene? No, that was four. That was four. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were talking about the map. Cotton. Deleted scene where. One hundred percent cotton. That was that's clever though. One hundred percent cotton. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah. Um. Uh, so Adam, you're, you'll do a better job explaining it because you're the expert Roman motive. 
<laughs> uh, well, so Roman, uh, he was basically the abandoned child of what Rena Reynolds, the mm-hmm. up and coming star uh, in Hollywood back in that day, and basically ditched her life as a movie star and ditched her kid, all that goodness, and he's just a pissed off brother that just wanted some love, man. And Sydney got all the fucking glory. Yeah. So she didn't know he existed whatsoever. Nope. See, so now the tagline for I mean, I mean, or at least it's not explained. Like, I I don't know. I've never, I don't think they ever explained, like, oh, yeah, I knew you, I knew you existed. I just fucking hated you. She makes it seem like she didn't didn't know him. And so that's why the tagline for the new film is kind of like weird because it's always someone you know. Unless it's your fucking brother that your mother was hiding. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> I don't know. But um yeah. so there was I mean, there was a lot of like things they tried to get you to think in that one when they were like trying to throw you off. Like at one point it almost seemed like it was the old dude who was making like old horror movies and she was an actress and his her mom was an actress. And like, what are they trying to tell me? This old guy is going around killing people. Mm-hmm. Um was that they were kind of, yeah. Was that no the old wasn't it like the old old guy? Um that was uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um but it was just they were just trying to drive you off course the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually found out, it was like, well, there was no way I was ever gonna tie that together anyway. So like why were you <laughs> why were you trying to like throw me for a loop when there was no way I could ever figure out that that's her brother? Because she doesn't even freaking know it. So I I didn't understand that. Um, I mean, I I like the fact that obviously it's like a whodunit, but it was just kind of like needless. I was shocked also because there was one killer in that film. And they used all the films they were going rolling with two. It's true. So now it's kind of like, what? Like, where's the other guy at? (laughs) It's like somebody going to pop out next. And it was no one. And and out of all the films, that one would have made more sense to have two because of all the different things the killer was pulling off. Like one yeah. point they're in like a body bag. Unless she was totally. Oh, yeah. That. You know, I the next. She, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if she imagined like the dead mother thing. I, I can't remember if that was like an imagination. It thing was, or, it was or, hard to tell. Right. Because like yeah. some, sometimes it was definitely a, a nightmare. Like mm-hmm. she was having nightmares for sure. It was like trauma nightmares. And then they they did the thing when she was in the house, and then you see the body bag that looked like that one was real, right. but he was also ghost face like a second ago. So right. it would that's what I'm saying. Like I totally was expecting there to be two killers, um, and that obviously didn't go that way. You don't think they just gave up on part three? Yeah, like, three was a hot mess. Yeah, if you look at the the story of part two, everything fits together really well part one everything fits together really well and part two man i mean look at it's uh rebecca gayhart uh sarah michelle geller um jada pickett smith man uh who else was in the tory spelling was in there and then you go to part three and what do you get uh who the hell was in part three jenny mccarthy you go from all that to jenny mccarthy like i I, they got part three and they were like man we don't really listen (laughs) yeah They also got Jay and Silent Bob in there for a night. Oh, yeah, they did. Don't yeah. forget that shit, man. Don't forget that. Love that shit. Um, they did another really weird thing where they had this girl show up at, on the set 
like when they started to investigate what was going on, they had a random like friend show up on set. Remember? And then like um, Gail gets like jealous, like, oh, don't tell me he's dating her now or something like that. And it was like this nerdy girl. She was in a movie uh, trying to remember what the hell the name of the movie was. But like they just kept introducing random people that like you wouldn't know. Yeah, for no reason. It was just it was weird. It was like things were thrown together. I think the thing that makes the screen movie so good and what this one was lacking is all the intricate detail that all connects. And then this one had a bunch of information that was just it was connected, but not connected. Like it, they were able to tell us verbally how it connects. But like there was no way for us to actually like see that connection happen. Like, Josh, you were talking about her mentioning Tori Spelling and then Tori Spelling's in part two. Like that's a connection we are able to kind of make along with them. But this was just like things thrown at us. And there was just right. too much going on. It was just like even Dewey and uh, Gail's characters, they were just like weird. Did you see like uh, Dewey was just always like, like his face expressions and everything. Yeah. It was just kind of like weird. It looked like he was actually <laughs> Officer Doofy from Scary Movie. Yeah. So it was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't take this dude serious right now. But then it's like, all right, now Scream 4, it was like he was more of himself. But, you know, I think they lost who they were because there was so much going on in that film because they had other people portraying them in the film that was in the film and they had, so it was just like, all right, there's too much going on here. And then you had the other two detectives and it's just like, all right, what, what the fuck is going oh. on here? They had Parker Posey. That was a big name in part three. We didn't mention Parker Posey. Josh, you know, who that is no, no. Josh, it doesn't matter. Josh doesn't know who that is. You go from Rebecca Gayhart to who Parker Posey's pretty hot. You go to Drew Barrymore to who? Yeah, exactly. Jada <laughs> uh, Pinkett Smith to who? <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? I didn't like that there was uh, two Gale Weathers in there. That drove me nuts. Yeah, it's Parker Posey. That's Parker yeah, Posey. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. Uh, Carrie Fisher was a little cameo too. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, she's uh like the the two gales go into like that like filing thing and like there's this lady at the desk and they're trying to figure out shit and they're like, Oh my god, are you? And she's like, No. Like she's oh. nice being Carrie Fisher and shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even make that recognition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's Why still we brought you on the show screen thing, man. I don't know. <laughs> there there's uh, I I mean, I get what you guys are saying. There's there's just a lot of shit I do still love. I like I know originally Scream 3 was supposed to be something like way different. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, you know, it was a scrap plan of um, something. It, it actually had to do with Stu Mocker, like coming back and leading like a cult of high schoolers. Oh. Um, but the whole like, but it was like at the time of like Columbine. So they actually they got it. Yeah. Wayne was telling me about that before. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so that's why there's a lot of speculation with five man yeah uh, you know what uh part three dewey getting killed was awesome dewey yeah dewey's alive yeah but he got killed and then he was uh wheeled out and he, he, gail weathers number two was like oh my god you're alive and uh ruined it for me i was like oh he was like the best death in the whole thing you know I was hoping he would stay dead. Jeez. <laughs> he got killed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he stayed dead. 
Oh my god! Yeah, did, they put, did they put him in pet cemetery or something? Did he come yeah, back? yeah. <laughs> I, <think so. laughs> I mean, he gets the crappy out of him every movie. Every yeah. movie, man. Yeah. He's gonna be the second killer with the dad in the new one because they're both fed up with this shit. This, yeah, right? we're gonna end it. Once and, <laughs> we're gonna end it once and for all. They've had enough. <laughs> we're gonna kill Sydney, and that's it. <laughs> end it. Right. <laughs> So, uh, all right, so the next one is obviously part four. Um, Adam, can you run us through the killers and that? So we got Jill and oh man, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, yes, thank you very much, yeah. Mister McCulkin. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, I know a lot of uh, uh, I a lot of people fucking hate this movie, man, and they hate her as a killer and. Uh, like, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, they had to go with the times and everything with like social media and being famous and kind of getting clout and all that shit. And, you know, she wanted to be the final girl and all this stuff, um, along with her partner, Charlie and everything. So, uh, you know, the, the motives for Jill, I thought were actually quite with the times. So I thought it was actually brilliant, uh. Charlie was just a man in love, man, and he just yeah. was sick of fucking hating, and he just, <laughs> yeah, just like fuck you, man. I tried everything for you, and it just didn't work. You so. didn't notice me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Randy of this generation. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even I know they even have that line. Like he's like, oh yeah, we're like the new Sydney and Randy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew I knew he was uh, one of the killers as soon as they show him on the chair. I was like, why would they make him a special uh, accommodation and like prolong his death? But they killed <laughs> off everybody else. So I had a feeling when that happened. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I actually like um, there's a part of me when I was watching this, I was like, these movies are like they were all ahead of their time. So mm-hmm. like Scream 4 would have killed if it came out in the last like five years. What year did Scream 4 come out? 2011? 11. 11. Yeah. If it came out even like a, a few years later, it would have killed because it's like it, we see it all the time right now. Like people will do anything for social media clout. And like, exactly. yep. you know, and I almost feel like all of those movies are a little bit just ahead of their time, but it's still like they're they're good films. So people love them. But like mm-hmm. that one, especially I was like, wow, that one was like spot on. Like that could have came out today and that would have like blown everyone away, I think. Um yeah. I I actually I was like surprised to hear you say people hated her as a killer. But like I said, I think it's, you know, if it came out now, people would totally oh, hate yeah. her. They would they would they would like her as a killer, but hate her as a person. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I thought she was good. I liked I liked them as killers. Yep. Now what did you think about Pop Ford? You didn't like did you like it or no? Me? Adam. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, I, I still actually really loved it. Um, I, yeah. I thought it was a nice, like, uh, like I, I thought it was a nice, uh, like, returning everything. There was, there was an unfortunate uh, deleted scene out there. I don't know if you ever saw, even in, like, there was, like, a still of, um, there was a scene where, like, Dewey goes to this house, and there's a girl, like, hanging by, like, a, a fan. Mm-hmm. And on the wall in blood, it said, what's your favorite scary movie? And they deleted it. And that was like, I think, I believe that was supposed to be the opening or a very beginning of the movie uh, or towards it and everything. And I was actually really pissed that they cut that because 
Uh, not that I didn't mind the opening for that, but like it, it was because even in that scene, there's a, a small cameo of uh, Wes Craven as like a coroner mm-hmm. of like a, it's a quick frame, but like it, he's he's also in that too for like a quick second and everything. And so yeah, it it, it bugged me with that. Um, I know a lot of people complained about like the the look of Screen Four because it's very they use some I forget like some sort of like different filters. Uh, to make it look a little bit different, uh, which was kind of the point they wanted to make it look like not like the other ones. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's uh, I, I know the original ending with the hospital scene, I believe, was a reshoot. That wasn't actually like part of it. Uh, it was actually supposed to end with, uh, you know, Sydney getting stabbed or like laying on the floor. And then there was somebody supposed to say a line like, oh, she's still alive but it was supposed to be a mystery between her and Hayden. And then it was supposed to cut and that was it. Like that was the end of the movie. So, yeah. So there's, there's things that uh, I, I wish kind of would have happened. Uh, I, I believe Williamson uh, kind of walked off or like, I know he kind of didn't have anything to do with the reshoots, um, but I don't know. I still, I still love it, man. I, there, there's nothing that, can't like really tear me away from it and everything i love even like the whole bar scene like getting friends together and watching these stab marathons and everything i, I thought that was just awesome and everything so agreed all right so now dave you wanted to touch on uh sydney as being the best final yeah. girl ever so I'm, i was talking to you a little bit before this brandon but uh so i recently rewatched scream three and I uh, started to watch it through the um, the perspective of trying to look at her as a final girl. Uh, Adam, I'll just share this with you. I've already talked to them a little bit about this, but like, so my other, my other work, I do, um, I do therapy with individuals and um, I've been trying to like get this model so I can integrate horror movies into the work that I do. And I've been kind of using final girls as like a way to um, like a model for kind of coping with trauma. And uh, Scream 3 was like perfect. So not a perfect movie by any, any means. I, it was my least favorite of the, of the four. But in, in the scope of like final girl development, Sydney goes through the whole development in that one film. And it was really cool to see if you like watch it through that lens. So in the beginning, um, actually, and there's a term called complex trauma, which is like a trauma. It's not like just a one-time occurrence. But it's like when a when a person goes through trauma after trauma, like repeated trauma. And obviously she has. So she had the first trauma was obviously scream one repeated in scream two. Um, and then by scream three, it's now it's a complex trauma. So she's living in a state of fear and she's hiding out. So there's this anonymity to her. She even like in her work. And that's why her her dad's line was actually super powerful. If you look at it through the lens of like her as a trauma victim. It's like you don't even exist because she doesn't want to exist because she's living in fear that she's going to be found again. Um, so that whole first part of the movie, she's hiding away. And then she eventually um, and this is sort of the work that I've done with some people with trauma is like exposure therapy. So she has she's kind of forced into exposure when she falls onto the movie set. And she literally you see it happen while she's on the movie set. She walks into the house and she's suddenly back there, right? She's back in her trauma. There's no way she can turn around now. She's being chased. Even her mom pops up, which is another trauma she went through when she lost her mom, obviously, which we saw in her nightmares. So all of her traumas relived. 
she falls out the window and suddenly she's a new person. So she's faced all of her fears and now she's ready to start fighting back. And after that point, there's no turning back for her. She does not shy away. She does not hide in the end after, you know, obviously they find the, well, actually I wanted to say when they kill Roman, 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 yeah. when they Roman. kill him, there's this moment where, and I think this sometimes happens where you start to have like forgive, not forgiveness, but like an acceptance of the person who victimized you. And she holds his hand because she had some empathy for him. She doesn't forgive him. She doesn't like, obviously it doesn't take away all the trauma she went through, but she holds his hand and kind of like, just has like empathy for the victimizer. It's like a way of like, I'm going to move forward. And that's like her way of healing and moving forward. And then the end scene is obviously she goes into her house. She doesn't set her alarm. She decides she's not going to hide anymore. The door blows open at the end and she doesn't close it. So she's no longer living in, in fear and not hiding out. So I just wanted to touch on that as like a final girl. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where we saw like this whole arc of a character mm-hmm. and all in one movie, which like was awesome. So I wanted to just yeah. share that with you guys. And also like, you know, just looking at all the, cause everybody talks about Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I love Halloween. But if I'm looking at like full range of development in the Halloween movies, Jamie Lee was still hiding when we saw her in the new Halloween um, 2018 Halloween. She was hiding. Right. So she never really had that full arc in any of her movies. Um, So this was like really cool. Um, So I don't know. That was just a thought I had. I wanted to share um, because I just I never really had that appreciation until I I rewatched it recently and looked at it in a different way. Yeah. Man, dude. Good point. Good point. Thanks, that's man. Fine. That's that's really that's that's fucking amazing, actually. That's see. See, now you can love Scream 3, man. Come on, get Yeah, but that's the try. thing. And that's why, like I said to him before, like, you know, Scream 3, it just comes off like it's whatever. But I think it had a a strong ending, you know, when it pinpoint everything back to the first one. So yeah. like you like in what you were saying, it was just like, okay, imagine having to sit there and put a film together after like this one, like your big moment, everything that you really wanted was just scrapped, like the cult situation. And now you're just like, fuck, now what can I do? Because I can't make this type of film because this is going on in the world. And then now right. you're stuck in a position where you're just kind of like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I mean? And then and so it's just like, I think that a lot of things happen. Like, you know, once when something happens, I don't think we, we don't appreciate things in the moment, but down like years later, like even a lot of films we don't appreciate until like later on, like, but like when we watch it for the first time, it's kind of like, ah, fuck that movie. But if you go back and you watch it a few times, it's kind of like, all right. So I think this is definitely one of those movies. Isn't that kind of what's happening with scream four right now though? Cause didn't it get a lot of hate and now people are kind of coming out now and being like, Oh, I really like scream four. I think so. We'll eventually see that with scream three. Maybe. I was in that same boat because I didn't even go see Scream 4 in the movie theaters because I was just so set. I was let down by three. So I was like, ah, I'm done with that series. You know what I mean? And then so I end up watching it like years later after it was released on DVD, like with the kids. And I'm like, oh, this shit's actually decent. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yep. But it happens. That's what's going to happen with Psycho Sisters. You guys are going to watch it again. And you're going to be like, this is the best fucking movie ever. Well, guess what? I still have never watched it before. So, 
I was going to order you guys DVDs for Christmas, but uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Because they didn't put it on DVD. Wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> now, Adam, I think that he talked about this film when we when we did that uh, episode we did a long time ago on Scares and Terrors. I, I think believe. he was talking about uh, Psycho Sisters. Psycho Sisters. Do you remember um, that film? This is like one of Josh's favorite films. It's like a cheap, low budget. I don't even know what to... Well, there's three of them. There's three of them. There was a short film in 92. Then the Wave Productions one is the good one in 94. And then uh, 2000, they redid it. Yeah. He's been talking about this film nonstop. It never stops. Dude, the wave production ones was the best, man. It was made, made, made to order films. It's such a good film. It's not even on IMDb. That's yeah, right. It's too. It's too cool for IMDb. Yeah. Too cool. Now, Adam, were you a big fan of the TV show? Because I've seen you spawn around that that mask, man. I I just I never I, got uh, into the show. Show. Yeah, Scream, not Psycho yeah. Sisters. Oh, <laughs> Psycho man, Sisters. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy. Holy hell, man. Uh, yeah, uh, you got the, the mask uh, too? Oh hell, oh, hell yeah, look at that nice thing, man. I got, I think I had that, I had that same mask I found at Goodwill and it was like a dollar. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen, I've seen you post pictures with it, I think. So you, I never yeah, actually the, uh, watched the TV show. Yeah, I watched like probably the first episode. My daughter, she likes it. So she, I remember watching the first episode with her and I was just like, well, all the texting going on. And I was just like, eh, this is not for me. And I just kind of like left it alone. But the only thing I liked about that show was the killer. I, I think the person, I don't know if, who the killer was, but I know they were calling him Brandon James. But they were saying, that's my name. That's my name. So people were like, oh, you're the killer and scream TV show. But I'm like, no. Like, no, it's it's not me. It's not me. Uh, Yeah, the um, the more I want, so uh, I think when somebody first told me about it when it first came out, I was like, "That's dumb. How the fuck are you gonna do Scream?" As I I was very against it actually. Yeah. Uh, And it went on for a while. My sister was like, "No, you should watch it, man. Like, just just give it a try." I was like, "All right." So I watched it, and and even like one of the first line or one of the first lines from Noah. Um, when they're like in the classroom and everything and they're trying to like name movies or something there. And he's just like, yeah, you can't do a, you can't do a movie as a TV show or you can't do something as a TV show. And so I was just like, okay, I'm in. Like it, it was, it was, it had that sort of meta feeling and everything and every, uh, the whole, uh, kind of group of people and like Noah kind of being our Randy. And th- there was just aspects that I loved and it was, for being like a TV show, it was there were some good kills and it was pretty bloody and gory, like some of them. And I mean, yeah, it was there was obviously no Roger for the first two seasons, um, which was uh, upsetting, but like it it still worked. Um, like the whole story behind it, it it, it worked. I mean, um, and then you know, in the season three, um I think it was uh, VH1 bought the rights or something to make it. And they brought back the ghost face mask and Roger's voice. And it was fucking terrible writing. And they tried to make money off of the mask, the voice, and then throwing in like Tony Todd or something. And it just personally didn't work for me. It was just a very lazy writing uh, season. And 
they had like nothing to do with obviously the first two seasons and everything. They kind of did their own thing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, as you guys have seen, I'm, I've definitely grown into it. And even like, uh, um, I had to like find on eBay and like some stores, they had some on like Blu-ray and everything, which it's, it's hard to find like that kind of stuff on like physical copies of, uh, movies and everything. So, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. The more I watched it, the more I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Nice. So now we all made our own stream five trailer with all the things that happened in the first few films with Sydney being Sydney's dad being the killer. What are some things that you what what are some things you loved about the trailer that for um that's coming out and every like all the new cast of what Scream Five Scream Five like the new film that's coming out what do you think about um it? I mean at first like I, like I I think that first little trailer or like the teaser they came out with uh like I, I really didn't want to watch a lot of trailers for this because I was like man yeah. like they're they're gonna ruin it like. It's just how Hollywood is now, and that and that's what one of my biggest gripes with uh, Halloween Kills was, man. Like it, they to me they showed a lot, and I was just like, oh, I was not surprised by anything in that movie, and that's another topic about that movie. Um, but yes, the uh, I but after even seeing like the main trailer, and you know, I kept seeing people like almost complaining, like, oh my god, you almost showed us like the kills, you showed us victims and all that, and but then like almost like a day later the i think it was the two directors came out and said everything you see in this trailer we put in there on purpose to mislead everybody watching and everything so the more that they said that i mean they could be bullshitting but i i don't know the marketing for this new film has been out of out of this world amazing and like they keep releasing slowly uh like little clips and everything like that hello sydney kind of slowly i keep seeing uh, release clips and I'm just I try to avoid that because I'm like man t- just stop man I have five days man just give me just let me let me be yeah. surprised man yeah so I have a feeling who the killers are but it's like you know I've been watching like some of the like looking at the Instagram page mm-hmm. and these two people are always next to each other and some of the photos that I have looked at and so I'm kind of like I think there's something up with them and um just the way that like you said like everything's fake in the trailer you know i you see ghostface next to like all these characters with the knife like this a knife like right that. yeah and there was two people that i never seen him next to with the knife like that it's the same same two so i think we're going back to the two killers again but i don't want to give nothing away so don't go back and look at the trailers and be like oh he might be right oh, shit. i got two people it's gonna be a boy it's gonna be a guy and a girl and I, I don't want to say I'm not going to ruin anything, but I know people that seen it already. Like we had Matt on and he talked about it. This is the best scream since the first one. That's what it, he's saying. He did the uh, the production notes on the film. So, you know, I seen someone I had someone else that had gone and seen it at one of the premieres. So he's, I think this kid's seen it twice. And then he said that this is also one of the most brutal scream films, best film. Yeah that compared to the first one so i'm definitely locked in and ready to go already got my tickets for thursday night you going to the the live stream the live stream Uh, event no i just like learned about or like i i didn't know anything about that but now i'm going friday night so yeah 
Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was like another big thing was like, uh, you know, uh, you know, modern horror doesn't always get the best rap, but Mm -hmm. everything I've seen non-spoiler was like, this movie is fucking amazing. And then I'm just, I, and I have my own little theories. Uh, Uh, well, uh, yeah, the same crew behind, uh, that film ready or not is with this film. And I, I like, yeah, I like that film. Did you, you seen ready or not, right? Josh? Uh nope. Yeah, you did. It's like yeah, when they're playing tag in that in the house. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's like that's, that's like not tag, but the the family I'm plays the positive. game. The we family. talked about it all together. Yeah. Yeah, I must have seen it then, but I don't remember right now. All right. It's um, not Psycho Sisters. There was some. Someone was throwing some. Uh, I was just trying to look it up really quick. Someone was throwing some like theory based on the posters and how many of the killers are in each of the posters. Mm-hmm. And there was like some algorithm, but now that I'm looking at it, it doesn't make sense. Cause in there's one of the killers is in the first poster. Zero of the killers are in the second poster. I think it's like goes one zero one zero or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, yeah. There's definitely one person that if you look at all the posters, there's one person not in any of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sneaky things, but so there is, and that, and that, and I think they, I'm, I'm hoping that they're, they're doing that on purpose to just, yeah, yeah, fuck with us, and I, and I think that's honestly what they are doing. That's why I'm excited, man. I loved when they dropped that poster, like the, the second poster that had everyone in it, mm-hmm. and it's like the killers in this poster, but it's also Ghostface, like sitting yep. like that. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> I see. You. All right, yeah, which yeah. is the dad and Dewey. Right, <laughs> yeah. in the, they're in the Ghostface costume together. Yeah. yeah, just one simultaneous. Or he's on top of them. <laughs> one I know he just <laughs> he's like, Dewey, call for backup. I'm gonna kill this person over here. <laughs> I bet you the dad wasn't on the poster. There you go. That dad's never You're been not wrong. So, yeah, you know. see, they're throwing you for a loop. <laughs> um, fueling this fire. We figured it out. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, any other other questions you guys have about this franchise? Because I'm fresh out. I have nothing else. Yeah, I think we've exhausted. Are you, everybody's excited for five. Like, are you guys kind of like worried about anything? I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like, so, like I said, from part four, I, if, if it was like, if I was let down by like four, the way I was let down by three, then I think I would skip this one. But to me, four was good. So like, I'm looking forward to it. So I've, so I've shied away from every trailer. I haven't, I actually don't think I've watched a full trailer every time they've like come up on social media. I kind of skip through them because I want to go in completely blind. Like you oh, said, yeah. I watched so many trailers for Halloween Kills, and I did feel like I had a pretty good sense of the movie uh, already going into it. And I'd rather just go in totally blind because I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, you know, I, I just—it's a cash grab. Like Halloween came out, and they're like, "Oh, what can we? What else can we do? These these make money. Hey, screams. Well, let's make a new one." And Josh, uh, maybe it's made out of love, bro. Yeah. 
Uh, What's like your cat at, man? Go hug your cat or something, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yes, by the end of the interview, Adam's part of us. <laughs> this is like this is like a like a wrestling scene, you know, when he, Adam just turned heel and it hit Josh in the back of the chair. <laughs> now he understands. Josh is like, don't be friends with these guys. <laughs> Adam's I'm like, I'm just kidding. I, I am. Josh turns back to pick his cat up (laughs) with a new NWO (laughs) Scream World Order. That was rough. Uh, You You had it coming, bro. Yeah, I. You know what? Everyone's saying that it's really good. So when everyone else says it's really good, I usually don't like it. So I'm kind of hoping that it's good. That's the truth. Josh, get over yourself, dude. Soul in like big Hollywood movies, they drive me crazy, man. I'm sorry. Like the first one, you can tell like they put a lot into it. You know, that's why the first one was so fucking good. And then it just went downhill more and more and more. It's always someone you know, Josh. (laughs) I'm gonna turn around and like my dad's gonna show up. With my brother, Chuckles. Chuckles. <laughs> well, I, so he has a his brother is a clown um, named Chuckles. So that's... yeah, they're not fucking with you on that one. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look him up, Chuckles. Get... Clown. Chuckles He's clown. been doing it for years and years and years. It's awesome. Thanks, man. So okay. you guys have a favorite killer? My favorite killer. I would have to go I, with. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, uh, uh, other than the first one, the first film, the killers in the first one, I would say actually, uh, uh, part four. Yeah. I thought she she was crazy, man. I do love her, yep. and she's like my one of my favorites. But... And we all have crazy cousins, <laughs> so <laughs> it <can> happen. <laughs> cool. Uh, the mom in part three. Part three, the mom, part two. What's that part two? (laughs) (laughs) And she was she was fucking nuts. Like she was crazy, crazy. And she looked crazy and she fucking played it perfect. So I like her. I agree. I agree. I'm gonna roll with Dave, part four. I because I didn't see that coming. And it was something different, you know, and it got me back into the franchise. So but I don't think anyone can ever top Billy and Stu. You know, so I'm out of the at, out of the two though. Who was at, out of Billy and Stu? Who would you pick? I like Stu because he yeah. was so fucking crazy, man. He yeah. was funny. Yes, he was yes, funny. funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. He yeah. brought so much more to the character. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we were all, if we were all girls, <laughs> we'd be saying a different thing. But I think for comic factor, I think we like Stu because yep. he's hilarious. My favorite killer is the dad in the new one. <laughs> I'm with you, Josh, actually. I, I agree with you for once. <laughs> I swear, if he ends up being the fucking killer, I'm coming back to you guys. I'm just going to laugh my ass off. Or I'm just going to be in the theater and be like, oh, he fucking called it, man. How did they that. know? How did he know that? He's going to throw the mask at the screen. <laughs> God, he was right. Damn it, man. Come on. Ah, uh, shit. 
All right. You want to close us out, Dave? Yeah. All right, guys. So, Adam, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been awesome. Um, we'll, definitely, on, we'll definitely hopefully have you on again and we can talk more movies and stuff. And uh, thanks for joining me and Brandon uh, in Roasting Josh. Appreciate that as well. Um, <laughs> you went to the dark side, Adam. You're not coming back on. <laughs> this is my last show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Josh is going to start deleting the Zoom links in the email. So, like, I want to be part of this editing. Edit him out. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody, we hope that you enjoyed the new Scream film, and we hope that you enjoyed us talking about the first four Scream films and our prediction for the new one. So, everybody, have a great night, and enjoy them films. See you. Peace. Now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Game over. You lose.